When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined in the studio today by Ali Moreno and Stevie Nicker. We'll kick things off in Spain. What a great game we saw yesterday at the Metropolitano. Atletico Madrid beating Real Madrid 4-2 in extra time. It's like a giant Atleti. That, 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 that is correct. That yes. Well done, this? Dan. Uh, Griezmann at the heart of everything that was good for Simeone's side. On the call for us uh, was uh, Stuart Robson. Stuart, you do a lot of rubbish games. This wasn't one of them. <laughs> it certainly wasn't. Uh, I, I wouldn't say the quality was at the very highest. I've seen both teams play much better football over the course of the season, but it was intriguing. It was exciting. There was lots of twists and turns. There was a, It got feisty in the second half. And, of course, we saw that great goal from Griezmann, who uh, you said everything that uh, uh, Atletico did, uh, he was at the heart of. I didn't think he played particularly well in the 90 minutes. He was a bit ineffective. Mm. He dropped a bit too deep. But when he went and played right up front, as he did when Morata went off, then he looked a different player. And it was a great goal from him. Good pace. He did everything right. The finish. Uh, and it was, it, it was a fitting that that won the game, really. Here is the big question, Ali. Yeah. What is it that Atleti have got that no other opponents who've played Real Madrid this season have got because they've played them twice, of course, at home and they've lost on both occasions? I think this version of Atletico Madrid, what they do is that they threaten Real Madrid given the fact that they do have enough quality in the attack to pose a threat to Real Madrid. And the question would have been, would Atletico Madrid be willing to attack Real Madrid? They would have been encouraged by their performance in the semifinal of the Spanish Supercopa and say, you know what? When we attack Real Madrid, going back to that first game of the season as well that you just mentioned there, when we attack Real Madrid, we cause some problems. We cause the missions. We have enough quality in the attack to go and take a chance going forward. Now, obviously, that's a question that we all asked ourselves. Of why doesn't Atletico Madrid do this more often? And the answer is very clear. It's whether Diego Simeone frees this team up to say, go and get it. Mm. And I think what we have seen in the games against Real Madrid in particular is that there's been a shift from Diego Simeone, noticeably so, in saying... Yeah, we're not just going to absorb pressure. We're not just going to sit deep. We'll defend well, but when we got a chance to go, we're all going to go. And we're going to add numbers in the attack, and we're going to have overlapping runs, and we're going to have people that are willing to run out of the midfield and from wide areas. And Real Madrid have proven that they're a team right now that is vulnerable defensively. So... In the case of Atletico Madrid, what have they done that everybody else hasn't? They've exposed the frailties from Real Madrid that are there, are there. And they're obvious to see. And if you attack them in flank areas, they have issues. And if you put enough services in the box, they have issues. If you test both those these goalkeepers, you have issues. You continue to do that, you give yourselves a chance. And I think Atletico Madrid proved that yesterday. You've been quite critical of Simeone over the years, Stevie. How much credit should he get? Hey, they've won a game, by the way. I mean, let's be honest. They've won a game. Come on. Really? We're we're talking you don't about, want to give them any we're credit? About, we're talking about Atletico Madrid here as if they've, as if they've just won something. But they out. I mean, come on. But they beat Real Madrid. It's two. They were unbeaten. It's yeah, it's a derby. It's it's derbies are, are are won and lost a lot of the time on on getting in the opposition's face and not giving them time and 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 having a go at them and all the things that you were to, that Ali was talking about there that you know. You're at home, it's a derby, and you're playing against a side that does have vulnerability, we know. Mm. Ali said it, defensively with the keeper, the two centre-backs. So, so, when you get the opportunity, you should be having a go at them. And so, yes, they deserve credit, but come on. It should be more about, well, hold on a second, why can this team not do this? On a consistent basis. No. Well, they can consistently. Because, uh, consistently, because, they can obviously well, sit, at home. Well, at home, where, where are they sitting in the league? No, exactly. But that's their away form. Right. Where they've so shown. that's why. The, 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 the driving part of this is just the fact that they seem to have something about them that gets them past Real Madrid. This the derby. Season. I'm telling. It's, it's, it's the derby. Having played in derbies, it, sometimes it's not the best team that's going to win a derby because of, because of the whole circumstance, the whole atmosphere. 
depending on the time of the time of the season where you're playing somebody. And there's so many different reasons that when you throw it all in the pot, derbies are sometimes unpredictable. And yes, you've got to give them praise for winning the game. And yes, give them praise for having a goal. But I think we should calm down. I mean, they've, they've, they've won a game. They won a game, they're now favourites to go and win the cup. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but it's a, it's a, what, what we can agree is that yesterday was a different version of Atletico Madrid than one. Don't, don't, don't appease him. All right, the favourites to win the cup, right. But the problem is, you don't know... You, you, mm. Would you put your mortgage on them winning it? Yeah, I think wouldn't. so. I think, Absolutely I not. think so. Absolutely you look at it and look who's left, no. I think they've definitely got a good chance. <laughs> no. Atletico have well, got, got Barcelona in the next round. Sevilla have got you Atletico. Trust them. Sevilla are awful this season, no matter who the manager is. can't trust them. Right, OK, well, well right, Alan, uh, OK, good, right. Uh, one man you certainly can trust, though, Robbo, and we mentioned him, and, of course, he scored the winning goal. And I think there's no question, 2023, Anton Griezmann was the best player in Spain over those 12 months. How did it not work at Barcelona when you see him put in these sort of performances? Uh, again, I didn't think he played particularly well in the 90 minutes, but this was a moment of magic. I mean, it's Vinicius Junior who's chasing him, who's quick. Then he goes past him, he gets great control, and then he's got the composure and the finish. Why didn't it work for him at Barcelona? I don't think he was... Uh, he, he didn't start off well at Barcelona. He lost a lot of confidence. He looked as though he was off the pace at times. And I think he is a confidence player, and, and Atletico Madrid and Simeone seem to get the best out of him. And so do France. Uh, because uh, he's been excellent for them. He was good at the World Cup. He's a top-class player, there's no doubt about it. But he hasn't been consistent up until this last year uh, for Atleti. And going back to the game, I'm a bit surprised when Ali was talking about how they really had a go and, and Steve was talking about how they really had a go at Real Madrid because we were talking on air and you were talking in the studio about how reluctant they were to go forward. And the first time they did get numbers in the box when they scored the first goal, it was a bit fortunate, but Lino got round the back. But they didn't play with enough drive or determination or energy going forward until it got to extra time, I didn't think. Uh, going back to Griezmann, before mm. we start going around in circles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're taking the wind out of sails there, Robbo. <laughs> I think overall, Atletico deserve to win it. All right. I think that's a fair okay. statement, isn't it? I don't know why all of a sudden I'm, I'm in the corner defending Atleti well, when they were the better team. No, I'm, I mean... An extra team. Right. Well, that still makes them the best team. But, but, but hold on, but 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 the initial question wasn't whether Atletico Madrid had been outstanding or whether Atletico Madrid had been the better team or whether they deserved to win the match. Your initial question as to why do Atletico Madrid for, uh, create issues for Real Madrid? Yes, it was, Ali. Uh, okay, and yeah. so. Uh, maybe I'm the only one listening to the question. No, but it's, it's too, people come in with their own agendas. <laughs> yes, and, and they ignore all, so, somebody who's asking the so question. It's, it's not whether they can beat or not beat Real Madrid, but the, the reason as to why they create those issues. Yes, and, Ali, and, and yes, that's very good. Okay. Yes. Having said that, and and I, this this is a team that has scored seven goals against Real Madrid in the last two games. Mm -hmm. uh, Antoine Griezmann is a big part of that. Yeah. The goal that, he's, that he scored in the semifinal of the Supercopa was an outstanding goal. The goal that he scored yesterday, while it was a really good goal in a really important moment, as much as I like to pay attention to Antoine Griezmann, what is Real Madrid doing defensively? That's the boys. How, how, how do you, as a defending player, you see that the one guy that you have out there defending in space is Vinny Jr., who may be quick, may be fast, but he's not a defender and doesn't feel comfortable doing it and they know exactly what to do. If you're a defending player on that side, whether it's Chuameni or whoever may have been closer to that area, you have to read this right away and say, hey, this is a dangerous moment. Where is the danger? Anton Griezmann 1v1 against Vinny Jr. I got to get out there. And Chuameni is getting close to nobody in particular. It's a slow jog recovering towards the middle where the danger was in the outside with Antoine Griezmann. The guy with the ball, Chouameni just kind of jogs back, jogs back, jogs back, and, and picks up nobody in particular inside the 18-yard box. That is incredibly poor defending. It's a bad decision defensively. It's, it's, it's a lack of judgment and a lapse in judgment that we've seen too much of from Real Madrid. Again, we pay attention to Antoine Griezmann, great finish. But it doesn't come alone. It also comes with the fact that Real Madrid defensively were all over the place. It, uh, it does play with a freedom, though, with Atleti, yeah. that, that, that it doesn't really do elsewhere. It's just comfortable. Right. And there's no pressure on them. You know, 
He didn't help himself with, with the, the, the stupid video and everything before mm -hmm. he went to Barca because all that does is puts more pressure on you. And then when you don't deliver and, and, and you're walking into a place where they expect you straight away to, to be doing the type of thing he did in this game all the time, and he, he couldn't handle that. He has no pressure. It just, it just seems there's no pressure on him. He's got a freedom to go and play, and that's why at times, like he did with that goal, regardless of whether it's good or bad defending, he's taking advantage of it. And it's a sensational finish. You mentioned freedom. There was, in the time that Anton Griezmann was at Barcelona, there was only one player yeah. in the whole wide world, in that team in Barcelona, that was going to have to freedom, that was going to have the freedom to do whatever he wanted, and that was Lionel Messi. And guess what? If you're a manager and you're going to give freedom to anybody in your team, and Lionel Messi is part of that team, there's no question. Leo, you do whatever you want. Antoine Griezmann did not have that option at Barcelona, and he spent a lot of the time defending and covering spaces. And by the time he was asked to go forward and asked to be a player that was going to produce, he wasn't comfortable enough to do it because, again, that freedom that Stevie was talking about was never there. Uh, meanwhile, last thing on this, Carlo Ancelotti after the game said, no one deserved to lose. Uh, we gave our all. I think in the end there's nothing to reproach. We have to look ahead. We leave this game with good sensations. Overall, Robbo, it's kind of like, right, Copa del Rey is low down when you think of La Liga and the mm. Champions League in Real Madrid's list of priorities. They would have had to play again, of course, next midweek if they indeed had got past Atleti. Is this some sort of, can I sell this as a blessing in disguise? Uh, no, I think they wanted to win it badly. I think it was against Atletico Madrid. They, they were desperate to win the game. They're disappointed they're out of the cup. But what I would say about Real Madrid, they played some very good football at times. They looked threatening on the counter-attack. There was some great movement, but they conceded bad goals. And he can't be happy mm. with that. The goalkeeper made a bad error for, for one of them. Uh, they get a bit unlucky and they get outnumbered at the far post with a, with a deflection when it goes off Rudiger and, and Carvajal's looking the wrong way at one point and Lunin, I don't think, covers himself in glory. So there was lots of areas that they did well, but he can't be happy with the defensive play. And that's what Ali was talking about. Real Madrid at the moment are vulnerable defensively at times. So Real Madrid out of the Copa del Rey. Meanwhile, for Barcelona, they're through, of course, after that 3-1 victory over Unionistas. Unionistas uh, were the lowest-ranked side going into this round of matches. This is what Xavi had to say. For spells, we have played well, but at times we have to play better. Sometimes I despair because we don't do what we have to do. When I say that we are under construction, this is what I mean, that we have to do what we have to do every time. It's impossible for the opposition not to create anything because the way we play, They'll always have three or four, but it is true that you have to be more aggressive. There are some we have to stop. We had to match their aggressiveness, the courage, the soul, and on some occasions, we lacked it. Once, it Robbo, what was striking yesterday? And for 60 minutes, Barcelona were awful in this tie. They brought nothing to the table. As we've seen so many times this season, no matter who the opposition is, Barcelona are so slow, lethargic, and pedestrian on the pitch for much of the game, Xavi just doesn't seem to have an answer. No, he doesn't. And I wasn't, I'm not sure whether he was talking about aggressiveness with their defending or their aggressiveness with the ball, because that's often been the problem in their games. They have possession early on in the matches, but they don't pass it forward. They don't make forward runs. They pass it too slowly. It's almost as if they say, oh, it will come eventually. If we keep passing the ball, we'll, we'll run the opposition ragged and we'll win the game later. And sometimes it happens for them. But they have to start quicker. There has to be more penetration with their passing. They have to make, uh, make more runs. The good players that were playing brilliantly last year aren't playing so well this year. You know, the youngsters, I know Gabby's injured now. Pedri's not the same player as he was last year, maybe with a couple of injuries as well. You know, and there's lots of... Uh, Lewandowski isn't quite the player he was when he was at Bayern Munich at the moment. Uh, Kunde looks as though he's lost two, two yards of pace when he's chasing people. Arujo is not the player he was last season. So there's lots of things wrong with Barcelona, but you're absolutely right. It comes down to Xavi trying to get them to play with greater urgency, greater pace and more penetration in those first 20, 25 minutes. Then when they get themselves 1-0 up, 2-0 up, then they can start playing possession football and be more patient. Why is that so difficult to achieve? I think you have to look at the manager. I mean, he's talking about construction. This team won the league last year. Mm -hmm. And, they, well, they ended the season. They're actually playing the way they ended the season. And it's up to the manager to have, have his players in, in positions and in a frame of mind to perform the way they did last year. 
That's down to the manager. I, I, I question whether he's capable of doing it because, as you said, every time we get, we get a statement from him, you're kind of scratching your head. Mm. I, I think the things that he's talking about are basic things that the manager should be doing to keep his players on their toes. Look at Pep with them. They've won the league three times in a trot. And you know why? Because he doesn't let them take the foot off the gas, whether it's, whether it's a Monday morning or a Saturday or whenever. I think that's the problem. I don't think he, I don't think he has this this group of players on the edge of the seat, and I don't right. think he controls them well enough. Because that's why they can he change they, that, or is that just something he doesn't well, instinctively have? I don't get the impression they're listening to him, right? Because when you've started so many games so poorly, the last thing the coach is going to say before you go out is, "Hey, fast start. Let's let's make a statement right away. Let's do this. Let's do that." And if he's doing that, clearly they're not listening. That's not good. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a poor reflection to that point, Steve. It's a poor reflection on any man, but certainly on Xavi. The fact that it's not one time that this has happened, that they get off to a bad start. It's been a theme for the season. Even in that game against Unionistas, a minute in, Unionistas is having a 1v1 situation in which uh, Iñaki Peña is having to come up with a save or, or the shot goes wide, it should have been a goal. Are you kidding me? We're not talking about a slow start against Real Madrid. We're talking about Unionistas de Salamanca. Mm -hmm. And they were doing the same thing against Barbastro, and they did the same thing in La Liga, in which they gave up goal after goal after goal. They did the same against Alaves. At home, we're 30 seconds into the match. They're giving up a goal. It's, it's happening too much. When it's one time, you say, okay, look, these things can happen. But when it's a theme for the season, then you obviously, while you can look at the players, and certainly the players bear responsibility here, but what is the message from the manager coming out of the tunnel, coming out of the locker room? For us, uh, I, from the outside, you would think, rightly or wrongly, you would think, you know, the first 10, 15 minutes have to be a reflection of whatever was going on in the locker room before we saw this team jump out on the field. And if that's the case, yeah. it's very poor because we, we see it in the first minutes of the game. We see it in the first minutes following halftime. The team comes out without urgency, comes, comes out without any sort of fight in them, with any sort of intensity in them. I said, how can this happen? And certainly, even more for a team that has been struggling. Now, it's not like you, could, you had the room to be complacent because you have been so good and so you perhaps may overlook Unionistas. Here's the thing. Barcelona have been so bad this year that there is no place to overlook anybody. And so you would think, coming from that place of doubt, that the one thing that you would get right is coming out, out of the locker room with urgency and intensity, and that hasn't been the case. Last words to you, Robert. Yeah, it, Ali's absolutely right. Steve is absolutely, absolutely right. It comes down to the manager. If after five minutes your players aren't passing it forward and they're passing it too slowly and going round the back, you come out from the side to the side of the pitch and scream at, get it forward, make forward runs. Come on, Lewandowski, running behind. Uh, Rafinha, go past him on the outside. Don't keep coming on field and playing it square. You have to get after the players and make them play at a higher tempo and make them play with more risk because that's what they're not doing at the moment. They're not playing with any risk in the first 20 minutes. It's too slow, it's too pedestrian, and they just play for the sake of playing at times. And the bad news continues for Barcelona. It's a tough draw for them in the quarterfinal with the Copa del Rey, which was made earlier today. They're going to be away against Athletic Club at the new San Mamés, and they are the informed side at the moment in Spain. Also on Wednesday, it's Mallorca against high-flying Girona. Thursday sees Atleti against Sevilla. And starting us off will be Celta Vigo against Real Sociedad. All these games live on ESPN Plus next week. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled, and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match 
with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Uh, meanwhile, yesterday, of course, we saw that exciting 2-2 draw between Egypt and Ghana. But the big story was Mo Salah having to come off. This was just before the break. We haven't heard a lot of news uh, about the injury. A statement was made, though, um, saying that he will miss the next two matches. Uh, it's, it's a muscle strain for the Liverpool attackers. Stevie, how concerned certainly is this from a, a Liverpool perspective? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if Liverpool can cope throughout this tournament without him till he comes back in order to win the Premier League, then great. But Liverpool don't win the Premier League if Mo Salah can't play. Right. It's as simple as that. I, I, I think so, yeah. I, I think they can make up for, for his, his not being available with what they've got. But I don't think they can do it between now and the end of the season. So, yeah, this is, this is absolutely huge. Uh, what's your motivation if you're Salah? How much are you looking after yourself? How much are you forcing yourself to play on through this despite what the repercussions well, could be? I, I certainly hope that if indeed you make the decision to go and represent your country, you are elbow deep, mm. knee deep, fully committed to what you're doing. But that picture changes once you're injured. Because now you have... You have this in mind, but you have a bigger picture as well. I think any player who has been in this sort of position would like to make every effort possible to be back and play for your country. But if that puts you in danger, if that puts you in risk, that is a decision that you have to be very intelligent about and very smart about. And, and sometimes you got to think with your head, not with your heart. For me, it would have been very difficult to say, no, I don't want to push myself to go and play a game. But if it is an elimination game for Egypt and you're Mo Salah and you're the biggest name in Egypt football, then I think you make every effort to be out there. But you also you have to have that balance of how much do you risk because... Does this become, does this go from a three-week injury to a six-week injury because I've tried to push myself unnecessarily so? Listen, I, I, I guess I can only talk for myself, but I'll be shocked if not, if not a huge majority of players that play international football, when they get an injury, the first thing that comes to their mind is their bread and butter. Right, really? How is this going to, how is this going to affect me for, for, my, for my team? I mean, I, I'll be shocked if that's not what's going through his head. So Liverpool, of course, in action against Bournemouth on Sunday. Meanwhile, this weekend sees the return of Arsenal from their winter break. Just a reminder, uh, they left off to the sun after a poor run of form for Arteta's side. Remember, they were top at Christmas. However, it would be four games without a victory uh, from that period, uh, the last of which, of course, seeing them knocked out of the FA Cup by Liverpool and that 2-1 defeat against Fulham. This is what Arteta said about their lovely getaway. It was great. Uh, it was a phenomenal camp in, in every sense. We worked really hard um, in things that we wanted to to do. We recharged our batteries. Obviously, the context changing the environment uh, in a beautiful weather helps. Uh, the togetherness and the moments that we shared together were great. So, uh, yeah, we feel fully recharged. I think it gives us the opportunity as well to, to look at things with a bit of perspective as well, to analyze what we've been doing and... Um, and we take a lot of positives from the first six months of the competition. And even though results haven't gone our way in the last few games, when you look at what we have produced in terms of the Premier League with any other team, we are up there. This mini winter break came at a really good time, didn't it, Robbo? 
It did. And of course, it's all rosy in the Arsenal garden, isn't it? From our test, everything's phenomenal and it's great and it's exciting. And we've been away. Great weather, great training. Everything's good. But they're going to come back and win every game from now to the end of the season. Oh, now, it was, a, it was a poor. Oh, my goodness me. <laughs> it, was a, it was a poor Christmas period for them. They play, I thought they played well against Liverpool away from home, you know, and then they had three poor results and a couple of poor performances. I think Arsenal uh, are a better side than we saw over the Christmas period. I think there's lots of things that are right about their game, but they struggle to score goals and that hasn't been rectified at the moment. And that's what lots of Arsenal supporters would like. They'd like to see a forward come in and, and, and take some of those chances that they create. Well, they haven't got any money, so that's not happening. They've got to make do with the squad that they've got, Stevie. How much does this help, this going away and starting again? Or how, how tricky is it to kind of find your feet and hit the ground running? No, it always helps when you get a little break, when you've, not, when you've been struggling. And, and you see with the attitude of Arteta, I'm sure everybody's come back with a the, with the spring in the step. Right. Unfortunately for them... They're probably playing against the ultimate party poopers in Crystal Palace. No, that's not that. No, you're at home, well, Crystal but, Palace. See, here's the, but, but that's the problem, Dan, because everybody's going to go, on paper, this is, this is a great game to have. Right. Coming back. Yes. Crystal Palace, they're not very good. We're going to beat them easy peasy. And then 30 minutes into the game when it's nil-nil and Palace are... Are stubborn, boring, making it hard for you. All of a sudden, that that whole sunshine atmosphere goes a little different way. So, so this is this is a tricky situation. There's a lot of negativity around this. Well, why wouldn't there be? Ro Ars Robbo, the Robbo. one thing we're talking about Arsenal is they're struggling to score goals, and they're going to play against a side who are going to sit deep right. and try and block any sort of avenue. Mm. No space in behind, no space in the middle of the park. We'll send them out wide and we'll double up on Saka and Martinelli, and then there'll be no space in the middle of the park for Odegaard to get forward and score goals. I mean, that's what they're going to be up against, and that's exactly the problem they've had so far this season. So Arsenal won't win this game? They are favourites to win this game, no mm. question. As I said, on paper, it looks like a home banker. Right. But as I said, unfortunately for them, right. it's not been going that way. You want to make sure you give them the pre-game speech <laughs> on Saturday? Well, it's, it's like giving all that. Oh, it's Crystal Palace. And blah, blah, blah. No, but you're like, oh, this is the hardest opposition you could get. <laughs> no, I'm not. I think I'm, Manchester I'm City away would be quite tricky at the moment, wouldn't it? I'm painting a picture of how frustrating this could be for no, Arsenal. certainly. But I don't think it's the worst-case scenario. What's your prediction for this game? I do believe that right. Arsenal will overcome Crystal Palace. Okay, yes. I, I am just telling you. But it'd be a frustrating I'm telling time. you that anybody turning up thinking this is going to be 5 or 6 nil. Yes. It's not going to be. Oh. It's going to be a frustrating afternoon. Harlan De Bruyne, Stevie and Shepard Spy, Shaka and Naps, all great teammates. But what's the perfect teammate for growing your business? Well, that's Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify makes it easy for you to show up exactly the way you want to. Customize your online store to your style with gorgeous, flexible templates and powerful tools. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com FC. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com FC now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com FC. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Of course, the January transfer window is in full swing at the moment. We haven't seen too much actually going on. Calvin Phillips' name keeps popping up, didn't it? Juventus, Newcastle, the latest of which uh, is uh, your former club, uh, Robbo, West Ham. 
Yeah, so uh, Calvin Phillips, uh, I think it would be quite a good move for them. I've seen West Ham play uh, on two or three occasions recently, unfortunately in the Cups, where they've been abysmal. Yeah. They lost, obviously, to Bristol City and they lost heavily to, to Liverpool in the Carabao Cup. They've been better in the league. They got that good result against Arsenal. But I think they need a creative midfield player or somebody who can sit in front of the back four and pass the ball. Uh, I'm not sure with, without Declan Rice, they're not quite the same team. Uh, they haven't got the same authority in that midfield area. Uh, Socek likes to get forward. Ward Prowse is a player that hasn't got a great deal of pace but can pick a pass out and, and cross balls into the box and great at set plays. I think he would come in and do a good job for West Ham and just give them something slightly different. Is it a gamble at the moment, Ali, considering he hasn't played for a couple of years? It's, it's a gamble for a team that is trying to achieve big things or is, is in the competition to win a title, but not necessarily for a team like West Ham, to right. be quite honest with you. I think he can only help. I, I think there's a motivation for the player as well. It's, that, it's like you're freeing him from whatever he's going on and, and Manchester City, yeah, he must have thought that, okay, look, I, I know playing ahead of Rodri is going to be difficult, but there's got to be a role for me here somewhere. I, I can find somewhere in the midfield to play. And they have chosen Stone Stones and whoever else to play in the midfield instead of him. Everybody talks into the midfield instead of Calvin Phillips. So clearly, clearly he's at the back of the line. He's going nowhere anytime soon for Manchester City. And so therefore for him as a career move, it's best for him to go elsewhere and play. So that motivation of finally I'm getting a chance to breathe. Finally, I'm getting a chance to sort of show what I am to myself, never mind everybody else, but to myself, what I am as a player and, and why I've achieved the things that I've achieved. I get this chance, and whoever that team may be, in this case was him, I think benefits from what has been a frustrating player, now feels like it's a player with, with a, a new leash on life. I think a gamble's the wrong way to put it. It's okay. not a gamble. You know, he's, he's a proven commodity in the Premier League. He's, he, he plays for England, a team that, that are getting to finals and semi-finals of major tournaments. The guy can play football. It just appears that the way he plays the game doesn't fit in with one guy, Pep Guardiola. Right. So <laughs> It's quite a I big think, guy. I think it would be more of a shock if he didn't go to West Ham and do well than a gamble for anybody to take him. Absolutely. No. Had he left, had he left Leeds and gone pretty much anywhere else, he would have been fine. He just happened to go to the one place where you have to be a certain way. Mm. Uh, and if you're not, then you're up. So, yeah, not a gamble. Uh, just a reminder, ESPN FC uh, with you throughout the week. Maybe Seb will turn up tomorrow. Uh, oh, Who knows? Was uh, he supposed to chance. be here? <laughs> no chance. Uh, we will see uh, whether you're or not... You're such a professional, Dan. Well, you know. <laughs> not all superheroes wear capes. <laughs> Okay. Uh, meanwhile, in Saudi Arabia at the moment, we're seeing the uh, Italian Supercoppa take place. Yesterday, we saw Napoli comfortably beat Fiorentina. And it'd be Inter, who would breeze past Lazio to book a place in the final on Monday, winning that game by three goals to nil. What's going on in the Bundesliga, Ali? What are you doing this weekend? Oh, that's uh, Leipzig. Bayer Leverkusen, league leaders. Yeah, Bayer indeed, Leverkusen. what a tie that should be. Uh, that game, of course, the late one on Saturday. And then on Sunday, Bayern Munich taking on Werder Bremen. And it's Wilson Gladbach against Augsburg. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Uh, meanwhile, into Miami on quite the tour, which has started in El Salvador. Incredible scenes there from the home supporters as Lionel Messi and co uh, turn up ahead that friendly, which is uh, tonight. Meanwhile, surprise today, Sam Lewis announced that she'll be retiring uh, from professional football at the age of 31. It's an extraordinary resume for someone so young. Of course, part of that U.S. successful side who won the World Cup in 2019. For a lot more on that, be sure to check out the latest edition. Maybe Seb will turn up to that. Who knows? Uh, football <laughs> Americas, uh, which is available on ESPN. Good to see you, Seb. <laughs> Uh, that is it then. That brings us to the end of today's show. Thank you very much for watching. You want more? You're going to get more. Extra time is coming up. Robbo, Stevie and Ali to answer your questions. You think? Welcome in then to the latest edition of Extra Time. Robbo's here. Stevie, do you think what? Uh -huh. Do you think Seb Notcom is getting anything to do with me asking him for tickets for Disney? Well, I don't I know, Stevie. You have asked pretty much everyone who's ever worked <laughs> here. For getting to do with that? I think so. Do you think that's it? Board, that's it. He's just. Um, do you? I do. I. Oh, that's. I thought you had it all sorted. But no, there, Ali. Yep. <laughs> everything. Everything was sorted. Uh, Seb got stuck in the weather. Mm -hmm. Who? Who could conveniently? Have allegedly. Who could have predicted it was ah, going to snow? It's only been snowing for the last three days. <laughs> Oh, Robbo, whose seat is the hottest? Ten Hag or Xavi? Ooh, uh, well, I'm doing the bestest game at the weekend, uh, yes. which could, if they lose the game, be Xavi's last, I would say. There's lots of talk that if he loses that game, he could be on his way out. He doesn't seem to be able to get the team playing at the moment. Ten Hag might be given a slight reprieve with uh, one or two new people coming in on the board that might have a look at him for a few weeks. So I would say Xavi is in the hotter seat at the moment. Uh, would you like to contribute to this uh, question, Ali? They're both hot. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say Ten Hag. Yeah. It's, it's difficult to ignore the fact that new people have come in at Manchester United. And usually what happens when new people come in and, at a club they want their own thing. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. And if I'm going to put money behind this, I want to have a say in, in, in who's making the decisions. Uh, it, it would seem like Ten Hag would be the hotter seat. You have the deciding vote, Stephen. Mm, that's a tough one. You can, you can look at it from, from both what Robo said and what Ali said. So I'm going to go... I'm going to go with Robo. Oh, take that, Ali. Ooh. I know. Yeah, yeah. Go with Robo. Wow. And if I may, just, just, just to add a little something. Yes. The financial difficulties for Barcelona are such that firing a manager right now and having to pay him out and bringing in another manager who they're also going to have to pay is something that will play a role in how much they allow Xavi or how hot they allow that, that seat to get for Xavi. I, I, I think we think, you know what, if they lose, he's going he's gonna to be fired. I don't know that this team is in a position where they can be paying two managers at the same time. And that's but why they that pay manager, Ali the big bucks. <laughs> yeah, what if that manager is Rafa Marquez? Football Americas will just oh, be yeah, well, That'll be there, be off. That's it. Off. That's Barcelona it. every day. Hey, I'm, Seb will be here. Seb be in the bush. No, he'll be in the bush outside <laughs> Rafa Marquez's house. <laughs> He's changed that from the messy bush. Uh, at this stage of Mourinho's coaching career, Stephen, what would be the next best move for him? International manager. Yep. 100%.
Why? It just feels as though he's come to the end of his, his coaching domestically. Um, you know, he always wants money. There always seems to be a bad taste when he's, when he's even during, not just when he leaves. Yeah. So it just, it just, it feels as though it's time to to end the, the domestic coaching and start on the international right. stage. I think, I think his whole mindset would change. I think he'd go back to the the Mourinho of early days with Chelsea. Yeah. 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 I, I think, I think it's just. International Selfishly, I would say, if a club were willing to pay the money, however much that money is, MLS. Oh. Major League Soccer needs personalities like Jose Mourinho to elevate the profile. Of but will he toe the party line? Well, but, well I don't know. Well, but, but, but I'm not saying I'm not saying long term. I'm not saying this is a guy that hey is going to make this league grow, right? I'm saying if he were to go back to those basic things that Stevie was talking about, to what he was in the earlier part of his career, there would be a lot of players that would benefit from Jose Mourinho. Just like many players benefited from Tata Martino being a manager in this league and have benefited from him being a manager in this league. Do you, do you think, Ali, he could get his head around having three, ah. three players who are way above the rest of them. Uh, well, Do you I think know. he could get his head round that, dealing I, with I, that? I, again, I, this, I, I preface my comment by saying selfishly, I think MLS would mm. would want to have a personality like this oh. in the league. Someone has a little bit of spark. Yes, something that is interesting to talk about. Something no, that, it is. Yeah. It is spark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I thought that was money. It, it could be whatever you yeah. would oh, it. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, Robbo, what do you think? Have you got to be that face I with would it say, as well? I would say the best thing for him to do would be retire and join the ESPN FC panel. I'd love to see oh, you interview him, Dan. That would be a great, oh, a, a great entertainment. Well, that nonsense. <laughs> uh, Steve and Robbo, would you have wanted an opportunity to play one more time with your best friends before calling it quits? Oh, <laughs> best friends. Well, I, I, actually, I, I could probably say that I did get that opportunity. Oh, OK. Because when I was coaching at the Revs, I think it was like 2007, 2006. Um, we had a game with Liverpool against Everton, the two sides that played in the 86 FA Cup final at okay. Anfield. Oh, really? So I actually did. It was fantastic. We won the game. It was sold out. Right. It was, it was just great. Oh, so perfect. I would say that's probably the same thing. This is a mute point for you, Robert, because you don't have any friends. <laughs> I don't have any friends, and there was no way I could have played after after I uh, ruptured my knee ligaments. So, uh, yeah, I didn't play another uh, minute of football once I, I ruptured my cruciate uh, playing for Coventry at Arsenal on the first day of the season. So, yes, it's uh, not a question I can really answer uh, with any sort of pleasure, to be honest. Well, oh dear. Oh. <laughs> well, well, all right. So, well, well, hey. Time's taking a turn. So, Robbie, so you couldn't. You, I mean, I'm not saying you couldn't, but I don't so you wouldn't. About it. It's, not, it's not in a good place. Oh, He's not in a good place with this. Oh, no, I couldn't. I, 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 if, I tried to do, if I tried to yeah, run I'm, I'm, 10 yards, I'd be, I'd be completely. Yeah, right, my knee would blow up and I had no chance. Because I was, I was going to ask you about tennis and stuff like that. So you no, just, rowing. That's why he does all do that. He does his rowing. That's why he does rowing. Yeah, That's why he rows. Excellent yeah. rower. Very good rower. Yeah. Uh, no, although Stevie did beat yes, you. Yes. Yeah. Well, not as good. Yeah, not yeah. as good as Stevie. Yeah. You can't. You can't win everything. Yeah. Hang on. Hang on. We, we, we don't want to go down that road again and talk about gaps, uh, 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 kilograms uh, compared with oh, yours, Dan. Oh no. Oh, oh, you oh, went down that road. You went down that road. A bad workman always blames his tools. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Yes. Um, when you played, Ali, were there teams that you considered to be soft? Uh, you, you mean my teams or...? So you, when, you, when you're facing an opponent, you're looking ahead to the game, you think, oh, I know I can really get him. Oh, I can really get them because they... they, they... Well, I actually thought towards the end of my career, uh, one of the issues that we had at Chivas USA is that we were soft. Right. And that is so difficult to accept and, and to understand. It's not, it's a, it can't be much worse as a team that no, you and, have and that reputation. Yes, and, and, and when you look around and, 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 and some of the players around you that may or may not be all that talented, but without the, the mentality that is necessary to compete, at the very least compete. 
And, and that was one of the things that frustrated me the most uh, as a player is that, look, I, I may have been limited in, in terms of skill, uh, in terms of uh, physical ability or, or, or skill set, if you will. But man, I was going to fight every game. And to see that there were other guys that were not willing to do the same thing, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, that is. It bothers me even now, Eddie. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. Uh, Robbo? Uh, I think probably Stevie would say when he played against the Arsenal team that I played for in the in the 80s that Arsenal were fairly soft. You know, we'd go to Liverpool and get beaten quite easily because there wasn't yeah. really a backbone of steel. Uh, and I also played for West Ham that were known for being quite a soft side. We could beat anybody on our day, but we could be thrashed four or five nil by, by and, a, a, and an average team. Robson so, was the common theme in those two teams? Probably, yes, that might have been <laughs> it. But, uh, you know, yeah. So uh, I played for two what were considered soft teams at the time. Oh, no. A lot of teams in London were called Southern Softies. Right. You know, Tottenham was another team that you could just out, you, you knew you could outmuscle them. It was never going to be a contest. Okay. As Robbo said, I, I absolutely was going to say West Ham Robbo. I tell you, was another team in the north that we used to, uh, Manchester City in the 80s. It was like, how many is it the day? Really? Aye. Yeah. But generally, it was Southern Softies. Uh, um, you speak to people who played against your Revs team. They, there was definitely no, soft was not a word that they used. No. That was something you obviously encouraged and was make, made, made sure. How easy is that to kind of project onto a side? Or is it all down to the person now you recruit? Um, well, I think it helps if you've got a couple of people that, that enjoy the fight. Right. Who actually look forward to that and who, who sort of, everybody else catches it. But then obviously, you know, we were talking earlier about Xavi. Mm -hmm. You know, Barcelona, it's not about, a lot of people forget, what you show on a Saturday depends on what you do during the week in training. It's not just a Saturday to Saturday thing, you mm. just turn up for a game. It's, it's every day. It's what you do every day. What becomes the norm? And so for me, with the rest teams, every day we would have a good period where everybody was at it like it was a proper game. Right. Just a short period of time. If you let it go too long, people end up kicking each other and punching each other. And right, that only happened a couple of times. But it's, it's about what you do every day. It's not just about turning up on a Saturday and then winding people up to run around. And right. Do, do, so, yeah. do you think, Stevie, that it's helpful, I, I found this helpful in some of the teams that I've played with, is that, that you have one guy, maybe two, but one guy in particular that doesn't quite have it all going in his head. That there are a couple of cables that are not quite connecting, but brings that control insanity to training and to games. Has a, has a different sort of edge to, to that player and can be the spark in training for things to get crazy and, and truly competitive. Right. That pushes the group to a different level. Sometimes it gets over the line and it, it, you know that's when you're talking about have to bring it back. But you rather, I, I imagine, and I'm speaking for Stevie here, but you imagine... With a couple then, on the edge. Yeah, you, you, you imagine that you prefer having to bring the team back down, have to rein it back, than having to push the team because they don't have it in them. So I, I found that helpful to have a couple of guys that they may not have been all together up there, but you rather have them on your team than anywhere else. Okay, Ali, get ready for this. Okay. Start, bench, drop, sell. Pedri, Bellingham, Gavi, Musiala. Start, bench, drop, sell. What is the difference between drop and sell? Uh, drop means they still may have a chance. They're still, still part of the team. They've still got a chance to step up and impress you. Sell, out the door, okay. never to see, be seen again. And the players are? Uh, Pedri, uh -huh. that screen? Gavi, oh, yes. Bellingham, Musiala. Thank you, thank you, Steve. This is your first day. Well, no, I'm just, I was having a conversation with Dan and he was explaining the questions. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say you start Bellingham, you bench Pedri. You drop Gabi and you sell Musiala. Sure, Robson. Absolutely agree. Bellingham at the moment is the outstanding player. Pedri would be closest to him. Then Gavi, I know he's injured at the moment, but he's still got great potential. Musiala's got potential, 
but I don't think quite the same as the other three. So I agree with, with Ali completely. Yep, on your head, Stevie. Hat trick. Hat trick. <laughs> Was travelling more challenging when you were playing for Liverpool or coaching in MLS, Stevie? Oh, MLS. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'd be in economy with everyone. Oh, my goodness. You know that has changed now, Stevie. Oh, I know. I have private jet. Yeah. Goodness. I mean, not only was it economy, but it was two flights. Right. We'd have to go and change, change in Chicago or yep. wherever. And then have a layover. And then be delayed. And then again, everybody's all over the shop and the plane and the middle seat. Five hours to LA in the middle seat. With, aye, aye, no, that was. Oh dear. Yeah, the layovers were terrible. Ah. Oh. And and what about when we had the reserve league, in which you had to stay? Oh. You had to stay later or an, an extra night so that the reserve team would play, and then everybody would fly back. And the most god-awful flight arrangement possible. <laughs> yeah. uh, for Robbo, oh no, it's going to be negative. What are your expectations for England at the Euros this summer? <laughs> so you're, you're going to be shocked here, Dan. Oh, I think they will get <laughs> to the he's final. He's saying, I think they're going to win. Gareth Southgate's a tactical genius. Yeah. You got, you got, you got what he said? You got a button under <laughs> yeah. there. Well, uh, I yeah. think England oh, will get go. to the final. I think they've got a good set of players. They've got players that are in the prime. Yes, I think that Southgate might be the limitation on them. But I think England have got a good side. There's not too many good national teams in Europe at the moment. And I would say England have got as much chance as anybody else. Can they go right to the end? Yes, they can. Uh, they either win it or they come second. Oh, what's wrong, Stevie? Oh, what a nightmare that would be. I know, it'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? <laughs> England winning, you suffering, perfect. <laughs> Speaking of suffering, final question. Who had the worst defence on Sunday? Barcelona's defence against Real Madrid or Dallas Cowboys' defence against Green Bay. Now, Cowboys were the favourites, weren't they, Ali, going uh, into this? Yes, they were. And they were 27-0 down at one stage? Was that... uh, I, I believe, yes, you're correct, Dan. Right, so that's not good. No, and while what people may not know, well, they... behind cameras, so we were doing the show at the time, and behind cameras, they had it on one of the monitors there, and as we were going into the show or doing extra time, doing something, I can see out of the corner of my eye what's happening. And it's all falling apart. Mm. Now, it was... Yeah, oh. Yes. They were, and, and they were 20 to nothing down, and they were driving towards the end of the, uh, of the first half. And so we ended the show, so I hurried back to our area where we sit right. down. And from the time that I took the microphone and stuff, left the studio, and got to the other side of campus, somehow... The possession of the Cowboys in which they were about to score, it has now become uh, an interception from Dak Prescott and they're going Lovely. the, uh, the wrong direction. 27 nothing at halftime and then it finished like a thousand to nothing. Oh. I mean, it was... No, you can't. You got some little, yeah. little points at the end, didn't you? Lovely. Yeah, no, Someone well, on the no, score. No, not really. 100% the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, 100%. I've, I've seen it from, from Barcelona the whole year. Yes. This so, lack of defending. Yeah. The Dallas Cowboys at home had been dominant. You know what the difference was? The playoffs. Oh. They get to the playoffs and... Playoffs? Yes, the Kidding playoffs. Me? Hey, at least the Eagles lost. That's one solace. Gab's not happy. <laughs> I suppose so, but yeah, it doesn't Gab's, really Gab's, fill me with a whole lot of joy. Gab stayed up to 4.30 in the morning. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the Cowboys. 100%! The uh, that's it. Robert, would you like to say anything before we leave? No, I love the Dallas Cowboys. I think they're a great side. Just didn't play well on the day. <laughs> and that is FIFA Robbo. Uh, thank you very much. Much appreciated. ESPN FC. Uh, Sebastian Salazar. Maybe. Uh, who knows? Maybe. The lottery of who will be sat in this seat tomorrow. How exciting. Uh, it's my now. tickets. I. Who are these blooming tickets? <laughs>